Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Delicious. <sighs> Today is Monday, July 3rd. Um, here in the U.S., it's kind of part of a long holiday weekend because tomorrow is... Um, <laughs> It's always funny because we say it. Oh, I guess he's hang on. <coughs> Thank you. Excuse me. Um, you know, I grew up, we called it the 4th of July, which it's the 4th of July. Like today is the 3rd of July. It's American Independence Day. Um, mostly known for barbecues, being outdoors. It's midsummer here. Um, generally screwing around and having fun. So with it being on a Tuesday, a whole lot of people are taking today off. So if you are, cheers to you. Why the hell are you watching this podcast? <laughs> well, maybe you're watching it later. It's interesting to me to see the numbers, to see how many of you uh, listen to the podcast later, which is great. I'm glad it works that way for you. Um, so... Uh, you will note that I am working because doing this podcast is working. Today is a regular day for me. I'm planning to write tomorrow as well. Uh, so one of the things I want to talk about today is the whole concept of holidays and vacations, the plus and the, the minus on that, the pros and the cons, um, you know, and what it means when you have something like a writing career slash hobby, right? So this is like one of those dicey things that um, can be kind of difficult to navigate. Before that, I'll give you a little bit of an update. Um, super pleased with myself. Uh, June was, I wrote over 51,000 words in June. And I'm, I'm over 60,000 words on Onira. Uh, so... This June was my best month since March of 2021. So more than two years. And I'm just so happy to be back in the groove. So now my challenge will be, uh, as those of you who know who listen to the podcast regularly, uh, will be now I've got travel coming up in the next two months. And I'm going to do my best to continue this productivity. Because one of the things is once I get in the groove of writing 3,000 words a day, it's much easier to maintain it if I keep doing it. If I take time off of it, then it takes me a long time to ramp back up. Now, last week, I did not quite get uh, my 3,000 words a day. I ended up getting um, the, it came out to, 2,901 words a day because I, um, Friday was, I, I kind of hit tired on Friday. I, I'd emptied out. Um, I was writing a little bit slower. Uh, so for last week I got 14,507 words, but because it was an improvement because I continued to trend upwards, I allowed it and, um, recognized that the well needed some refilling and I kind of just relaxed on Friday afternoon. 
I think I mentioned that I've been reading Naomi Novik's Scholomance trilogy, and I'm almost done with the third book. And then I will give a review, perhaps on Friday. Uh, Jennifer Udden did a really neat write-up on her, um, it's kind of like a newsletter blog thing. I don't know what she calls it. I'll link to it in the show notes, though. I haven't, I started to read it, and then I stopped because she's got spoilers, and I'm going to finish it once uh, I've read book three. But she's very smart and insightful, so I'm looking forward to what she's got to say. Um, yeah, so we'll just see. Next week, I mentioned I'm going to go to Tucson to help my mom with a medical procedure, minor medical procedure. Uh, and spend a little bit of time playing with her and then the week after that we're going on a road trip so it should be short hops and I'm hoping to have some good intense time to to write um, the challenge for me will be to like I will be out of my ritual which makes it more difficult but I can write in the try to write in interstices just getting words whenever I can. Uh, one of the gals in my Patreon and Discord mentioned that she had family visiting and had to do stuff with family and she was feeling so aggravated that she didn't get her writing time and she but she took a few minutes to duck into they were out doing something I don't know what to duck into a public restroom and write down some ideas on her phone and and that made her feel better. And, you know, I think sometimes just doing that incremental push, getting something done, makes a huge difference. So, holidays and vacations. Um, on the plus side, on the pro side, it's important for us to remember to take time off. Um, and, and it is a downside of being a writer uh, that there's a tendency to want to write all the time in part because it's easier especially if you're writing a novel to keep your hand in to you know write on it all the time um however there's also this aspect of taking time off right giving ourselves the time we need to refill the well and we've been talking about this in in jeffy's closet in my discord because one thing, you know, one of the gals was asking, well, what do you do when you know your well is running dry, but you still have writing that you have to have to deliver? You still have a deadline you have to meet. And, and I don't know, she said it was helpful advice, but you know, in some ways it's like, I said, well, you know, like the first really non helpful piece of advice is don't let yourself get to that point. And, and you have to work really hard not to let yourself to get to that point because we tend to think well, it's not that big of a deal. And someone else pointed out, which I thought was really insightful, that we think, oh, well, you know, like things that affect our mental health, that those can be, those can be set aside, you know, especially if it's that or disappointing someone or failing to make an important deadline. So we'll be like, oh, well, you know, I can recover my mental health later. <laughs> and it's like, well, Sometimes you can, and sometimes you crash and burn. And when you crash and burn, then it can take forever to recover. 
so the advice I gave her was I said cut out anything that's not on fire treat this like an emergency because it is you're you're you know you have no water in the well so cut out everything that you possibly can that's not on fire and just concentrate on getting those things done that you have to and I said and aggressively refill the well which they were all laughing at me because that is kind of a funny image we think of refilling the well as being like this very passive you know like oh you you sit in the grape arbor and you meditate which I I do um it's this peaceful allowing in the seeping of the waters of creativity it's very zen right well that works if you're like in balance and everything's going great as a daily practice right but if you have sucked that well dry and you've got the wildfires raging around you you don't have time for that shit and and I say that as a Taoist right so what you need to do and and I brought up a gif of the um the sorcerer's apprentice right which I think lives on it it certainly came up immediately when I searched for it you know with Mickey Mouse playing the sorcerer's apprentice and having to laboriously refill the well with buckets of water and instead um using magic to summon up an army oh I think he was well it doesn't matter he uses the mop and and animates the mop to fill up the bucket and soon he has this he falls asleep and he has this army of mops filling the well which is and the room is already filled with water um so it's meant to be a cautionary tale of course and I think came from a story uh about the dangers of magic and laziness probably but um but it's an important image because that is aggressive filling up the well right that is going out to wherever your source is and getting the bucket and bringing it back and pouring it in there and going back and getting another one and pouring it in there and I think that it's important to think of it in those terms because you know instead of this oh the well will you know the water will seep in and I will be zen it's like well no sometimes you have to tell everybody to I'm trying not to use the f-bomb on this show and it's hard for me you have to tell everyone to shut up <laughs> stop their nonsense we could be Emily Blunt uh from devil wears Prada right I'm hearing this and I want to hear this uh that doesn't work if you're not on video but I'm sure you could envision it uh, you have to tell everyone to shut up because you're filling the well and you go and you go see a movie by yourself or you watch your favorite show with your earbuds in or you listen to music and you dance or you go out and you go to a museum or you go to an art gallery and you walk around with your bucket and you fill it up and you sometimes you have to do that aggressively fill the well vacations can be a way of aggressively filling the well uh, where you deliberately unplug where you go to a place where uh, nobody can reach you and you can just be alone with your thoughts it's hard if you're always vacation with your family this is why some writers go on retreats 
right? And it's nice to go on a retreat with other writers. It's nice to do that with friends, and that can be well refilling. But it's also good to go by yourself sometimes, even if it's just to check into an inexpensive hotel overnight and just be by yourself, just to allow your thoughts to settle, to refill that well. On the flip side, talking about vacations and holidays, um, <laughs> I'm trying to decide how much I, I want to dig into this. Um, they can also become an, a distraction. And one thing about if you want to be a writer, if you want to be a career author, um, there is a reason why we write all the time. And it's not just to keep your head in the story, but it's because that is the main core of your life. That is where you live. And I, I talk a lot on here about making sacrifices, right? That you make sacrifices in order to write books, which means that you don't go do things. You don't do things to indulge yourself. Instead, you, you work on stuff. Um, it requires discipline. And I'm not talking about overwork, right? You know, because it's slightly ironic that I'm talking about this at the same time I'm talking about aggressively refilling the well, but I think you can see how these are the flip sides of things. Um, when you are especially writing a novel, when you're trying to be a career author and put out work at a reasonable rate, meet your deadlines, um, please, you know, your, your publishers, if you have a traditional publisher or your audience, then you have to have that discipline to be there with the nose to the grindstone. Um, and you know, if you, if you're writing for the right reasons, you love it. There's, you know, even as we dread it and have to kind of grit through it, sometimes we also love it. But you know, if you have a choice between, you know, like, okay, so I have, I think I mentioned this before, but I have a friend who um, says that they want to be a writer. They've published a couple of short stories. They want to write this novel. Um, they, you know, keep saying that they want to write this very, very long novel and devote themselves to it. But then they make these choices to like go off on these long indulgent vacations. And it's like, well, you know, you could have taken that time off if you weren't going to work, you could have taken that time to focus on the novel. It's learning to make yourself work in concentrated ways. Um, and so, and other people will give me shit occasionally and it's a, sometimes it's good, you know, it's like, well, Jeffy, why are you working on 4th of July? And it's like, well, because I'm taking time off in the next couple of weeks and there's nothing in particular I want to do, um, on 4th of July, but then I will go have some fun in the afternoon evening, right? It doesn't have to be an entire day. So. I think I have chased down all of my particular thoughts on this. Um, yeah, it's 
it's one of those things where, you know, people want hard and fast rules. They, they want to know what they should and shouldn't do. And part of having a self-directed career like this is that you, you have to learn for yourself when, you know, you are your own employee, right? So you have to pay attention. When does your employee need time off? When is your employee being crushed by a deadline? Uh, when does your employee need a little bit of tough love and saying, nope, gotta sit down and get this done. Uh, one of the difficulties when you're a newbie writer, when you're starting out is that you almost always, unless you're incredibly lucky, you also have either a day job or you are some kind of full-time caregiver. Um, where other people in the family have made the deal with you that if you take care of the kids or the elderly relatives or what have you, that, um, then they will cover you financially. But for most people, this is the situation that they're in. And so when we start out as writers, when we're doing other kinds of work, primarily have other obligations, then writing as a hobby, and we think about hobbies as a thing that we do in our spare time for fun, right? So like on vacations or holiday time, you know, that's when you get to spend the day doing your hobby or the weekends, you know, it's like, oh, my husband spent the weekend in the workshop, you know, making birdhouses or whatever. And it's, it, it's a difficult transition to make. Um, because working on your hobby is something that refills the well, whereas doing creative work for, especially if it's monetized, if you have money firmly attached to getting it done, um, then it becomes something that drains the well. And this is again, a really delicate balance to strike. And I've talked about on here and I could talk about it more. If ask me if you haven't heard it recently enough, it may have been a while that one of the antidotes to burnout is to, um, have a non monetized hobby to do something creative that is not attached to money. And this is something that a lot of creatives do because that can help refill the well, it can aggressively fill the well, if you're doing it, um, I want to, I don't want to say in the right way, but if it's actually refilling the well, let's put it that way. And you should be able to sense that whether or not it is, if it becomes yet another obligation, then it's going to be draining the well. And you know, it would be nice if we all had like little meters, you know, like some of my hanging baskets. I have them in those self-watering baskets and it has the little, um, little thinger that <laughs> there's probably a word for it. Sorry. Like I want to say barometer and of course that's wrong, but it has a little gauge where this red straw pops up and when it's full, I could, you know, I can fill it up and I can see the red straw go up to the top, to the fill line. And then I can watch it come down and down and down. And once it gets down, then I can aggressively fill it. Right. So it would be great if we all had like a little pop-up straw, I don't know, on our forearm that 
shows us where our well is at. Um, but we don't get that. And it would be really handy because then we could show it to our families, right? We could be like, look, look, my straw is down at the bottom. You can't ask me for anything else. Uh, but we don't have that. So instead, we have to get very good at sensing it for ourselves and advocating for ourselves and taking it seriously, taking that draining of the well seriously. Uh, it's, it is an emergency situation because once you get past, you know, like if I don't refill my hanging basket, um, the plant will die. And once the plant's dead, it's dead. So I think that's a surfeit of analogies for the day. I hope you all have a wonderful Monday. Uh, if you are working or not, I hope it is all you want it to be, that your well is brimming over. And um, yeah, and otherwise, I will talk to you all on Friday. You all take care, okay? Bye-bye.